Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. Before we get to our passage this week, Heritage Bible Church wants to make sure you ladies out there are aware of an upcoming opportunity. Our 2019 Ladies Conference is going to be held on Friday, September 20th through Saturday, September 21st. The theme this year is Living Wise in a Foolish World. And as our world becomes more and more foolish as we watch, this is very timely. You can find out more and sign up on our website at www.hbc-boise.org. That's www.hbc-boise.org. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're in the book of Mark, chapter 2, verses 18 through 22. Jesus answers another question brought to him by the Pharisees, the religious but hypocritical Jewish leaders of the day. It was another challenge. Why weren't Jesus' disciples fasting when everyone else was? Did they think that they were special? Were they sinning? Did Jesus maybe not realize that the religious leaders of the day needed to be fasting at this time? Well, Jesus' answer had to do with wine and weddings, as well as recognizing when it's appropriate to replace something rather than try to repair it. Well, his response might be confusing on a first reading, but we have Pastor Jim Harris with us to explain the meaning of Jesus' response. Here is today's Jesus slice said of the to message entitled, While the bridegroom is with them, the attendants of the bridegroom cannot fast, can they? So long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. You know, the rabbis actually had a rule against fasting at a wedding. The, the Pharisees were so zealous about it, they had to make a rule that on days of celebration you can't fast. You've got you to skip it on those days. Well, Jesus, as always, got right to the issue of the heart and the motives. If you understand forgiveness and salvation, if you understand who Jesus is as the one who grants forgiveness and brings salvation, you're going to be rejoicing. If the Pharisees had only been willing to accept that Jesus was their Messiah, they would have been at the party. They would have been going out and telling other tax collectors, hey, come to Matthew's house and meet the Savior. They would have been celebrating like they celebrated during a wedding feast. Because when the bridegroom is present, that's when the party starts. If you're not familiar with Jewish wedding customs, it's a fascinating study, but a party could go on for a week. And it all started when the bridegroom showed up. And so his friends, the attendants of the bride and the bridegroom, would they, you couldn't fast at a time like that. That's what all the buildup was toward. That was, the, that was the celebration. Well, instead, you've got the Pharisees and the disciples of John fasting. Meaningless when it's performed from a habit or a ritual or to show off your spirituality. You know, you can 
come and be a part of a church, and it's a wonderful thing. It's, it's where you belong. You're, you're part of a family. You're part of a body. Like every member of your body is necessary for the, for the functioning of the whole body. You're, you're part of something bigger than yourself. And it's, and it, and it's for the glory of God. And it's, a, and it's a celebration. And you can come and do it and be a total hypocrite. If you're just going through the motions. If you're grumbling and harboring sin on the inside while you're smiling and singing praises to God. That's total bunk. Well, fasting is the same way. It can be a wonderful thing. It can be a private communion between you and God, a a denying of the, uh, the physical things of the world in favor of spiritual things, but if you're not doing it for that reason, it's Worse than a waste of time. So Jesus' disciples are feasting, partying. Why aren't they fasting? Well, he said, the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and then they will fast. Obviously, Jesus is referring to himself as the bridegroom. And he's talking about being taken away, his crucifixion and his ascension to the Father. The, the word that's translated taken away is, is a word that means a sudden removal. He said when the bridegroom is suddenly removed, like we just read in our scripture reading, John 18, when he's arrested and taken away, well, no one's going to have to tell the disciples then that it's time to mourn, it's time to fast, time to pray. A genuine fast, which God respects, which God honors is never done as a ritual. It's never done purely as a habit. It's an expression of your grief, your sorrow, your humility, your turning to God. So the question, pretty straightforward, why aren't your boys fasting? The answer, (laughs) the bridegroom is here. And then Jesus is going to explain it by giving more analogies. Now, he already used an analogy by bringing up the example of the wedding feast. Now he's going to reinforce reinforce it with, with two more. The next illustration underscores that idea that when Jesus changes a life, it's more than merely upgrading. It's not a repair. It's not improving the old ways. It's transformation. It's something brand new. Look at verse 21. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear results. The illustration is that new ways, which are what following Christ is all about, they cannot be merely attached to the old ways. You can't add them on. You can't join them. It's a great word picture. Now, cloth in those days were, was all made of wool or linen. Uh, you know, if you've used natural fibers that haven't been, you know, treated and blended with all sorts of things, uh, they shrink when they're washed. So, if a garment was patched with a piece of new cloth, the next time you wash it, the new piece would shrink 
and you'd have a worse problem than you did when you started. What's the lesson? Well, Jesus' new and internally motivated gospel of forgiveness and transformation by the grace of God from the inside out that cannot be attached to the old and to the external traditions, especially those of self-righteousness and showy rituals. Not only does Jesus bring a forgiveness that leads to celebration rather than fasting, and not only is it impossible to connect the new things to the old, it's also impossible for those old ways to connect the new, to, to, to contain, I should say, the new things. You can't just take your empty rituals, add Jesus, and get the desired result. That's the next analogy. Verse 22. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins. And the wine is lost, and the skins as well. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. Now, I suspect that not one of you owns a wineskin. You might if you're a collector of antiquities. But here's the deal. Animal skins, mainly goat or sheep skins, were used for many things. One of them was for storing wine. The hide would be left uncut except at the legs and the neck. You take all the the hair off and get it all cleaned up and you turn it inside out and you would uh, sew up the leg openings securely stitch them tightly make sure they were sealed the neck opening would be used as the spout and it would be tied with a leather thong or a string that's kind of like the cap on top of this flexible jug for wine an old wine skid would eventually dry out and it would become brittle. If you put new wine into an old wine skin, the subtle expansion that would take place with the fermenting process would burst the old wine skin. But a new wine skin had some give to it. It could stretch. You see the analogy? Jesus was preaching a gospel that went far beyond the old and useless and empty rituals of the Pharisees. Trying to put the new into the old would cause it to burst. Trying to connect the new to the old would cause it to rip and be worse off than before. Jesus' teachings went infinitely beyond fixing those things. As a matter of fact... It went infinitely beyond the Old Covenant. Even if a person wasn't a Pharisee, even if a person wasn't seeking self-righteousness, the teachings of the Old Testament, everything about the law, was designed to be a tutor to lead you to the point of understanding that you need a Savior and you need something new. You don't stay with the ABCs of the old things when you know um, how to write great books and do calculus. You don't go back to the basic things. You don't stay with the shadows when you have the, the full light of Jesus Christ. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.